Hello, welcome to our new segment that we are calling Table Talk. I'll tell you what, this is something that uh, we're excited about. Uh, this is to help us during lockdown. Um, so, I've got my, with me my amazing wife, Puro. Hey, everybody. Yes, we're going to trial this out for you. Yeah. Uh, bear with us, a few glitches here and there, but we'll be working it out as we go. Fantastic. So, what Table Talk is all about. It's about um, just having a, a good time, not just with us, we've got some guests we're going to have on our, on our, our uh, table talk today, and we're going to find out more about them, but also we're going to be getting into the Word of God, and just uh, some things that can help you during this time of lockdown. First of all, we want to welcome you guys, everybody that's watching, uh, it's a new concept for us, so welcome to our home. <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually for those that are celebrating birthdays, I guess, like right now, this week, you know, we're going into lockdown, we just want to wish you a happy birthday, uh, and a special birthday goes out to um, our granddaughter, who's four today. Ah, yes, yes four years old today. So, yeah, we did the whole Zoom messenger video thing. So, yeah. yeah. Actually, what we did is that Puro made a cake, and um, and so we, we showed her the cake, because she, she's in Auckland, we're going to eat the cake on her behalf, and it's, and it's pretty good, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so, for, if you're tuning in for the very first time, you want to maybe you don't know anything about us. So, um, so Portal, no, I'm going to hand it over, over to you. So, how many children do we have? Because somebody asked me, somebody asked me today, do you have a full house? And I said, oh, we haven't got a full house. We only got like uh, five kids at home. So, <laughs> but I think, well, actually, that's quite full to everybody else. So, could you want to sh share about okay. our um, so, family? Uh, we're yeah, we've got seven children all up um, and four grandchildren. But here, of course, you heard Pastor Ants, we have five living at home um, as well as our grandson. So, yeah, full house. So, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, we've got a lot, a lot of plans for them. So, what I thought we'll do with the kids is just to help them out with them um, in this lockdown is uh, mow the lawns, you know, keep the house tidy, wash the car, wash the house. And have some great times. I hope you've got some better ideas for your kids. If you've got some great things you can do for your kids, maybe just put it on the chat and uh, we can share the love. Uh, well, anyway, we've got a special guest that we do have that we want to invite along. His name is Elliot. So I'm going to see if we can get him zoomed in. So, Elliot, are you there somewhere? Yay! Hey! You're there. There you go, Elliot! Oh, that's it. Hey, so tell me, what are you what are you doing for the lock for the lockdown? Are you being, are you got some plans? What, what's what's, what's happening? Well, uh, look, I'm still working full time because I work for Spark, so yeah. we're just remotely set up um, working from our homes and the business space. So we're still sort of answering emails and doing daily video chats with people and seeing what's going on and talking directly with customers around the south, southern Waikato area. Oh, that's right. So, what are you doing to keep yourself fit? Well, yeah, good question. <laughs> Not much recently, actually. But uh, yeah, I'll probably do a few, you know, maybe a few little um, press ups at some stage, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What are those abs? You know, how many? Uh, no, can, you, can you see behind me? There's actually an exercise bike. Or, uh, probably get onto that, I suppose. Yeah, it looks like. Is that up against the wall? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is my room, mate. This is my room, but uh, yeah, I've yeah. taken up a spare room in the house for former setup. Yeah. So, 
So how many push-ups do you do? I mean, tell me, how many push-ups can you do? Uh, One-handed, usually about 15, 20. Yeah, <laughs> great. Catching up. You're catching yeah, up. Yeah, you're catching exactly. up. That's good. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Oh, so tell me, tell me, um, you got a full house where you are? Well, yeah, two of us. There's Simon that's his house. Uh, there's a cat and um, there's a few stray cats that hang around as well. Uh, not the band. <laughs> the band. They were rocking too. Um, yeah. So yeah, just two of us, but we're down right by the river. So there's like um, guys right behind us that we know quite well and that too. So sometimes they pop down and put some pieces. So yeah, yeah. Nice. So two in the house, four behind us. Fantastic. So, well, um, well, Alex, Alex, one of our leaders in Hamilton Elam, and so he looks all after all our connect groups, make sure everybody's um, behaving, and uh, also seeing how he can serve them and, and best that he can. So he does a fantastic job with all our connect groups. So he's uh, uh, so. What kind of tips can you give to our connect group leaders that are out there that can't meet anymore? So how can we meet? What do you think? Well, physically. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, I, I, you know, I mean, I suppose like all of us, the um, we've probably all noticed we've gone on to make a phone call and the phone's cut off at times in bits and pieces because there's that much demand on the network at the moment. Um, so I think the best thing for leaders is is just purely to, um, you know, get, get onto the mobile phone, bring people up, engage with them, um, emailing, get on chats, uh, maybe share a bit of their life, maybe, maybe start up, a, if they haven't already done it, maybe make up a little uh, Facebook uh, book group or something for their direct um, group, and then they can just keep in touch that way, which is pretty cool. Then you get a few photos and things of what's going on in daily life and that type of thing, and obviously encourage them in the word, keep praying, and yeah, yeah, just uh, keep it real. Yeah. Definitely, that's that, that's a, that's a good tip for all you connect group leaders out there, and Zoom, Zoom is the word. So yeah. uh, sitting in Zoom, some of uh, your connect groups keep keep connected. That's that's the key. So uh, mm-hmm. we're looking at um, having Bible studies online through Zoom. How, how are you enjoying Zoom, um, Elliot? Yeah, pretty cool. Like I've never used it. I've used uh, Team Microsoft Teams at work and uh, also Skype for business. And uh, probably Zoom's better than both of them, I think. Yeah. So uh, just a little tip for everybody who's out there watching the stream: go ahead, get yourself uh, download Zoom. It's free. Okay, free. So download it, get connected with your family, uh, and it's a great opportunity to uh, get connected. So Elliot, Elliot's a big sports fan. In fact, uh, uh, Elliot, tell me, tell us uh, how many teams, or tell me what kind of sports do you watch? Well, pro- probably my favourite sport would be uh, WRC, which is World Rally Championship. And uh, that's obviously on hold with everything, but they just finished the last rally in Mexico. So I'm a keen, keen follower that have done for years, which was pretty cool on the, the last uh, real love surfs group bumping into the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the firefighter who had um, yeah. never surfed before and he came out and surfed and uh, that was cool. And he, he uh, co-drives, so he gave he sat on the passenger seat and told the drivers where to go and he's been in all the rallies all around the world. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's great. So, um, uh, so yeah, that's right. In, in Hamilton, England, we, we've got different um, connect groups, and one of them is our what's called Real Love Surfs. It's a surfing connect group. It's uh, it's where you can come and learn how to surf. In fact, I think um, just about everybody's on their bucket list is to surf. And so, uh, and I've been uh, when I joined the surf the surf connect uh, group, I did not know how to surf, and I'm doing pretty good. And for the last two years, I've been going along. Um, in fact, I can now stand up on, I can stand up on the um, board, which is really, really good. 
Uh, all I gotta do now is get the board into the water. So uh, here we go. Uh, but no, there's so many, so many people come out to our surf team. So what kind of tips can you give to people out there who want to learn how to surf? Well, sir, yeah, surfing. I'm not a gun surfer, but uh, obviously it pays to learn how to swim first because it can get pretty exciting if you wipe off in the water and, uh, you know, get caught on a rip. Like happened to Caleb, Caleb yeah. uh, Swift the yeah. other day. He came out with his uh, leg because he just had an operation about a week ago for a yeah. knee reconstruction. But he was out there in the last, the last day. And uh, I think he thought if he... You know, sort of uh, damaged his leg more. It might have might have been a better solution to get in and get into operation sooner. So, yeah, so lucky he could swim because he got caught on a bit of a rip. Okay, okay, that's it. Uh, it's one thing to keep yourself safe out there, and that's why uh, you make sure you go out there with uh, with the experts. Because you know, when it comes to be honest, when it comes to um, getting out into a surf, I'm actually a bit terrified. Um, I don't know about you. If you've ever been out on the water, and especially surfing water, uh, it can be really scary. So the only reason why I've got confidence getting out of the water is because I've got some guys like Elliot around and um, guys like uh, Matt who runs our connect group, and that gives us a lot of confidence. Because you know, and, and that's uh, and that's very, when it comes to God. Sometimes it can be like when when we venture out onto things and um, uh, and we can get, a, get be afraid, but you know when God's with you, it gives you so much more confidence. Just like when we're out on the waters, God gives us so much uh, confidence out on the water. Um, and so that's. Um, and that's what's very, very important to get connected. So, um, so Elliot, um, you've you've um, done a bit of leading back in the days. So tell us some, some of the things that you've done in the past, um, and just uh, sharing the gospel. Yeah, well, hey, I mean, it's um, I've had some incredible times over the years, um, and often at times where it's it's just been, you know, not planned. It's just sort of been. Because things have happened and bumped into again? people and, and just had some incredible times. So one one that pops to memory, okay. one of the most uh, incredible times for me was I was over in India and we were with a team um, about to fly up to West Bengal, which is just south of the Himalayas. And, uh, yeah, there was three of us and anyway, we turned up at Delhi Airport and uh, missed, missed the flight. And so we didn't know what was going on, you know, we... You know, we, so we, we ended up, someone said, oh, I can't talk to this lady down the road. And so we went in to this lady that sort of was basically a real estate agent. And uh, yeah. trying to contact people locally. Um, you know, we don't know how to get people. We didn't have cell phones because we didn't have SIM cards um, that worked at that stage. And uh, so anyway, we I went in and this lady was a Buddhist lady and um, had an incredible time just sharing with all of for about, with, about God for about 20 minutes in the midst, midst of it and you just felt the presence of God just entered the room and she was crying and we're all in the middle Aww. of this real estate uh, sorry not real estate um, this travel agent um, and uh, yeah just just God was moving so that that was that was powerful you know just just went off the top of my head yeah <laughs> oh wow <laughs> hey um, actually you've you got a really interesting story of um, um, of how you came to Christ could you share us Share us a bit of a, a testimony how you came to know Jesus. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, look, I, I was about 21, and uh, at that stage, um, I was actually asked by my um, sister, Neerily, and her husband um, to come out to hear a guy that was speaking in Huntley. 
and uh, yeah, at that, I'd, I'd actually just crashed my car a week before, um, and uh, we won't go into those details, but anyway, um, I said, well, if you can pick me up, yeah, I'm happy to come along, but I can't drive out, so um, so we ended up in um, the Huntley Assembly of God, uh, and on, this was on a week weeknight, and uh, they're basically running a series of meetings out there. And this guy, Mike Berry, was speaking there. And he, he is an American guy, which I think instantly sort of put my back up a bit as a Kiwi because we know what yeah. American is. <laughs> oh, yeah, priest, all this type of thing. And, but anyway, I went into the church and um, we sat down the back row, as you do if, you, if you're in there for the first time, especially a Pentecostal church because everyone yeah. kind of lifted their hands. Yeah, it's, it's quickly get out, yeah. eh? That's what's said at the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, but there's a few big Maldi guys there, so I thought, Flip, I better stay here. I don't know if we're allowed to get out or not. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, it was uh, so basically, I went along and, um, you know, the, some cool things were happening, just supernatural things. I mean, at the time, I didn't really understand what was happening, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd grown up in a church when I was young, but it, it wasn't a spiritual church as such, or they didn't believe so much in the gifts of the Holy yeah. Spirit and that kind of thing. So this yeah. guy that was was a, a he was regarded as a prophet and just a yeah incredible incredible guy and yes. um, yeah so basically I went along and then at, at the end of the at the end of the night I thought oh yeah all right and we, I was pretty eager to leave I suppose and um, and then the guy Mike actually came up and said look could you come back tomorrow night because they were running for three or four nights right so, yes ended up. I sort of thought, oh, oh man. so you know, a bit of peer pressure, you know, there's a good there's nothing peer pressure. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I we came along the next side and they basically spoke. I can't even remember what he spoke on, even the next day I couldn't. And all yeah. I know is that asked for a response at the end of the meeting and um, I ended up going to the front and asking Jesus into my life and and that was um, yeah, yeah, that was how, that was how old were you? How how old were you? Uh, 21 years old at that stage. 21. Yeah. That was, that was, so yeah. that was like five years ago? <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> but I, I tell you what, in, in the midst of that, the big thing for me was I went along for another two nights after that. Yeah. It was a five-night crusade as such. And yeah. um, on the last night, that's I think was the game. Like I'd asked God in my life, but I, I didn't, I sort of didn't feel that much different, to be fair. Yeah. I was still staring a bit and stuff like this. <laughs> oh, man, I thought you weren't to I don't know. In my mind, is I that had last week? Oh no, no. Yeah, have you ever seen the blues? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the blues brothers. Yeah, my grandfather told me about that program. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So blues, they have this yeah, yeah. a classic movie. God and cartwheels yeah. down the church, and that's that what, did you cartwheel down. Did you cartwheel yeah. down the church? Yeah, yeah, man. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so on this, on this, on the last night, um, they basically had a night sort of of the Holy Spirit, and, and they asked anyone who hadn't received the Holy Spirit to come forward. And I was sitting down in the back of the church, and my arms just started buzzing. Yeah. And my legs, and I thought I had pins and needles. I was thinking, what the heck's going on here? You know. And I was still yeah. in the background. So I, you know, although I'd asked God into my life, I still sort of hadn't. You know what I mean? Like I still yeah. sort of hadn't. I don't know. I just. I believe, but I uh, I don't know. I hadn't had an experience at that stage um, specifically. Right. Um, and anyway, Mike called me out and said, Elliot, do you want to come up the front? And already I was feeling whatever was going on, which I couldn't <laughs> explain, but obviously in hindsight, no, it was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And he asked me up the front and said, 
could you lift your hands? And I was going, well, what do you mean, lift your hands? You know, these type of things you do when you're not familiar with church, I suppose. Um, so I lifted up my hands, he laid hands on my head, and that man, I was just gone. It was just just Come like on. a river of God flowing through my life. Come on. For about half an hour, then went to sit down back at my seat and was just like a drunk man. I literally was just staggering back to my seat. Filled of the um, spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say, man, yeah, yeah that's that's Come yeah. on. Yeah, and that changed me, man. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, fantastic. Well, you know, um, see so much fruit in your life um, up to now. I know you're leading connect groups here, but you've done many other leadership things. So what what kind of leadership roles have you been involved in? Uh, Well, I've done quite a few. Like I used to run, um, like I ran a a youth group in Huntley and uh, did a little bit of speaking and bits and pieces, just helping out in the church. Uh, yes. And then shifted to, shifted up to South Auckland, and um, up there I was basically mm. did an internship in the church there, and uh, I was running two um, school groups, one in Aoredi College. Aoredi College, yeah, South Auckland. Old Ooh, old <laughs> yeah, so I was going in there, which was, it was pretty radical because it was like probably fifty yeah. percent. Indonesian, 10% Indian, and there's a couple of scared white guys running around in the school. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that was interesting. But then I went into uh, Tangaroa College in Otara. Then there's Ooh, I was, TC. TC. So I was helping run uh, uh, lunchtime groups, and we sort of did all types of things and activities, and you know, got speakers yeah. in and ran lunchtime things yeah. that all yeah. in the school. That's so but, cool. Yeah, yeah, so did a lot of that. And then, then later, Paul De Jong's church up in central Auckland. Right. And then we, I was working with Adrian and right. um, Humble, and uh, we were running the high school age youth group at that stage. Wow, wow. How, yeah. many, how many young people were you guys were involved with? Um, we were sort of running, I think, 150 to 250 on average on yeah. a Friday night. Wow. Great. And, yeah, yeah. So that we, well, we thought we were doing really well, and then uh, some new leaders came, and then it blew up to about a thousand. Oh, come on, come, <laughs> come on, represent! On. I think we, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. It's what, we, you, it's, it's what you sewed in. Someone else takes over, and you think, damn it, I wasn't doing that. <laughs> well, I tell, I tell you what, um, um, Elliot. Before you go, we're going to have a little quick trivia, and so yep. Paul is going to ask us some questions, and it's the first of five. Okay, first of five wins. Okay, yeah. so we've got we got a mix. We've got some Bible ones, and I, I don't know the answers. Okay, so it's okay. So she's gonna. So here we go. It's Bible mixed with sports. Bible mixed with sports. Okay, so this is both our forte. Actually, you got more of a, a eclectic um, view of sport than I do. I'm just pretty much an oval sport kind of guy. So here we go. All right. So first question. Okay. First question. When right. Michael Jordan played for the Chicago Bulls, how many NBA championships did he win? Ooh. 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 22. <laughs> okay, obviously, I don't, I, don't, I don't do basketball. There's some NBA guys out there. This guy is. Five, maybe? Seven. Close. Seven. Uh, close. Six. Yeah, too late. Oh. <laughs> okay, next one. Next question. Got like zero. Got nothing. All there right. we go. Uh, hopefully, you guys know tennis. Let's tennis. tennis. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. Williams sister has. Venus. <laughs> Venus? Finished the oh, question. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, which Williams sister has won more Grand Slam titles? Venus. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. 
Elliot, you're the okay. Okay, a Bible one. Let's go. Okay, let's go. Bible. Let's, let's, right. let's go. Here we go. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. Was, that'll be easy. Here we go. What was Ruth doing when she first met Boaz? She was um, picking up uh, eating. Ah. Oh. Here we go. She was green, gra- grabbing green. Two. Green. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. Green. Okay, two for Elliot. Two. For, okay, here we go. All right, another one. So that's two and zero. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just give, give me a bit of head, head start. Here we go. All right. Who did Jesus say loved to pray standing on the corners of the street? Uh, the Pharisees. Yep. Yes. Okay. There we go. Yeah. One, one to me, one to me, one to me. Okay. I didn't answer that deliberately, that talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. No, chari- no charity ones here. All right, here back we go. to a sports one quickly. Sports one, here we go. All right. Uh, which boxer was known as the greatest and the people's Muhammad. champion? Muhammad Ali. Okay. Two for two, yeah. people. Okay. There we go. There we go. Let's get back to that. Two Bible for two. Story. Here we go. <laughs> Cassius Clay. <laughs> uh, now move on. Here we go. Keep going. <laughs> what is the whole duty of man? Whole duty of man is to love God, love people, worship God. Oh, that's a trick question, surely. Whole duty of man? <laughs> love his wife. Love his family. <laughs> love, love. Love is the key. Okay, what's the answer? Tell us what's the answer. Real love serves. Real love serves. <laughs> Real love serves. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Fear God like and keep the commandments. There yeah, of course. Yeah. I'll take that. That's three. three. Here we go. Maybe we should do three out of three. Here we go. Okay. Um, all right. Another. Last question. Last question. Oh, last one. Last okay. question. Here we go. Bible, shall we? All right. Where was Moses told to take off his shoes? Uh, outside the fuddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Good question. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. Uh, uh, the burning bush. There it is. Both okay. of you. Okay, one. you can have it. Four. Hi, okay, one. four for four. What, last one. Last one. Okay, last one. Winner takes all. Dude, just, uh, sounds okay. good. Yep. Winner takes all. Here we go again. One more. Okay. Here we go. Here Winner we takes go. all. Oh, let's pick a hard one. Shall we? Okay. About whom did Paul write to Philemon? Uh, uh, to, uh, about um, uh, Onesimus. 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 Onesimus? Onesimus? <laughs> Onesimus. Oh, you know. This is so funny. <laughs> <Onesimus>. <laughs> On, okay, what's the answer? A runaway slave. <laughs> what, what, uh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure his name was yeah, Onesimus. I can't say his name, but yeah. Okay, no, no, one slave. more question. One more question. Here we no, go. Here we go. One more question. Here we go. Here we go. One more question. I won? Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, Elliot, hey, better luck next time. Uh, next, so, anyway, any final words before we say goodbye? To you, nah, nah, all good, man. Okay, all good. Hey, stay you. safe during the lockdown, okay? Yeah, God same bless. as that. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you, Elliot. God bless. All right, see ya. See ya. Well, that was, that was Elliot. Uh, so, next week, crazy. next week, we're going to have somebody else that we, we can invite in and we can ask them questions like, uh, this thing's about what's going on in the life. Also, their testimony. How do they come to know Jesus? And then we're going to have some quick fire questions at the end. So far, I've um, I've beaten every guest that's come on our um, uh, night, our, talk, our table talk. So uh, so far, I'm one for one. So um, that's 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 pretty good. Um, so for, for to be honest, when it comes to the lockdown, um, there is a bit lot of fear out there, and that, and that's actually a good reason because like um, like you know even us even 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 myself, I'm always a bit concerned. Okay, what's going to happen? And everything, but at the same time, I'm, I'm totally trusting that God is 
is there for us. Well, it's not just that. It's actually um, not just fear. It's anger out there as well. People don't understand that a lockdown means safety. Yeah, that's right. Lockdown is safety. Uh, yeah, and um, that's a lot of wise wisdom coming from my wife there. There's uh, a little tip out there. Listen to your wife. Um, I, I was just uh, also I find that a lot more people when I'm talk uh, talking about their children and their family. Um, I was listening to the sports talk, and they had all these um, rugby stars coming on, interviewing them, and every single one of them were talking about their ch- their children and their 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 wives or their partners. Um, and so when it comes to the end of the day, what really matters to us is our families. Yeah. As our families, and so you, no matter no matter if you're a famous sports star or not in New Zealand in this lockdown. We're all in the same boat, um, and so we here we are, lockdown. I mean, we're always preaching about love God, love God, and love our you know love people. It's time to love on our family, you know, spend time with the ones that you love the most. Yes, they might drive you nuts, but hey. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, tonight um, I I wanted to um, to get some takeaways for the children, okay, but you know what? I got my days mixed up, so I went I went off the Maccas. Maccas was closed. I went to um, I went to KFC. KFC was closed. I went to Wendy's. Wendy's was closed. In Hamilton, I even went to Wong's Chicken, and that was closed. Priorities. So uh, so what we did? So I said to the kids, we're gonna have homemade um, Big Macs. Yeah. So we just got we just got some white white bread and put some patties in between, and it's just <laughs> said, look, just pretend it's the Big Mac, and uh, and it was really it was just as good. Um, but you know what? What's really funny because I was reading about this lockdown. I said all the takeaways are closed, restaurants are closed, and said you're going to have to cook for your, you're going to have to cook for your families. I was thinking, isn't that what we do? But uh, I wonder, I wonder how many people out there don't actually cook for the families. You actually, maybe if somebody has takeaways all the time. Uh, I, I wonder what's that going to be like for you, for so for what kind of food are we are we cooking, things like that. Um, and like I got a bit earlier this morning. I went to a men's prayer meeting this morning. Um, and, and we we had our distances, so we had like uh, there was only there was only five of us again, and it was just uh, and it was just yeah anyway anyway uh, and then I went off the countdown and it was like only a hundred people in at a time, and it's uh, because we got to we got to do all that we can to keep ourselves safe. Remember, countdown's going to be open for a while. That's so right. Shop normally, people. If yeah. you can, please. There's plenty to go around. We've heard it. So that's yeah. That's right. I think we do got to take this seriously. Be responsible. Yeah. We're gonna do all that we can to um, eradicate COVID nineteen from our country. Uh, let's keep let's keep that. Let's do the the two step. You know what the two step is. So if you're walking down the road, someone's walking towards you. Just do a two step to the side. It's two meters, and you walk past them. Two step to the other side. It's the, it's the two step two step shuffle. So uh, it's kind of like the uh, my dance moves back in the days. The two step shuffle. Uh, but anyway. You've got to remember too that we're all in the same boat now, you know. Um, There are still people out there working, so prayer is power. Um, Yeah, we're asking, we had the 12 o'clock prayer today. Um, Yes, pray for our nation. But but prayer is power, so continue to always pray. Um, Yeah, right now it's time with the family. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It's going to be quite interesting to hear some stories as we... Um, go through this uh, lockdown. Um, yeah, hopefully, Ants and I will both still have hair. Well, I will have hair. Uh, maybe I've grown some hair after this. Maybe during this <laughs> lockdown, I've grown, I've grown a big afro or something. I don't know. But um, I tell you what, um, 
Well, so we'll come to the part of this of the table talk where I'm going to share a, a message, um, a message, a, an encouraging message from the Word of God uh, uh, tonight. Um, so every week we're going to have somebody different sharing, um, some of our different leaders of, of Hamilton Elam. Um, so me and Peter will still do the beginning part of it, the table talk, and and so we'll get, we'll be. Uh, uh, having a bit of a chat with how things going for the lockdown. Next week we'll be talking to somebody else that we've invited um, in, and then we're going to ask them how has the lockdown been for one week. Hear their testimonies, do a bit of trivia, and then um, get into a message. And yeah. then we're going to have someone else sharing the message next week. But today, you're in luck. I get to share the message with us tonight. So, um, so, so this is where I say uh, goodbye to Poro. So everybody say, say, say goodbye to Poro. Don't go too fast. So you can say goodbye to everybody when we go. No, just just uh, yeah. <laughs> so normally we'll cut away and we'll, we'll go to um, some of our, um, our team that's going to be sharing a word. So today I really wanted to um, share to us um, about family. Um, about family because um, for many of us uh, being in lockdown, it means we're with our families, and so, uh, and so, um, so, so, what does it mean in families? And so, I really want to talk about marriage. I really want to talk about being single. I really want to talk about what's it like being a parent. So, uh, the, my message tonight is is really about all parts of life. So, if if you're married, you're going to get something out of this message. If you're not married, if you're not married, then um, you're going to get something out of this message. Uh, and if you're so if you're single, that's right. So if you're single, you're going to get something out of this marriage. Um, and so, uh, and also if you've got children, you're going to get something out of this message. So um, you know, as a years ago, I was a youth pastor, and uh, actually it wasn't that long ago. I was a youth pastor, and we've been youth pastors for many, many years. And uh, I used to get always asked this question by young people, and the question was this: Is like was this? Uh, it was basically how far can I go with my girlfriend, or how far can I go with my boyfriend? And, and so I just get that question all the time because they wanted to know how far that you know they love God and they wanted to honor them and they're in a relationship and they want to know how far they can go. So I said to them, okay, this is how far you can go, and so I'm going to tell you. So maybe you're wondered, you're wondering how 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 um, how far you can go. Uh, in, in fact, I kind of translate it like this. Basically, how far to sin can I go without sinning? That's the that's the, the actual actual uh, question. And so here it is. Are you ready? Here are the words of wisdom that I have gained through all the years as youth pastors. I'm going to tell you. So here's the answer. This is how far you can go without sinning. And the answer is, I'll let you know after this break. So I'm going to cut through. No, just kidding. No. Okay. So um, and so this is it. You can go as far as you like as you will do in front of your mum. Got that? So you get that. So you can go as far as you like in front of your mum. So how whatever you, you're comfortable with, um, just go, just go for it. And I tell you what, when it comes to our kids, you, you're not even holding hands. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, so that, that's if you want to give advice to your children, just tell your children that. And then ask you, mum, dad, how far can I go? Just go as far as you're comfortable doing in front of me. Okay. And then you just really look at them and give them a good serious look. Give them, give them the rock look like that. Okay. Um, but what does the Bible say about marriage? What does the Bible actually say about marriage? Um, what is what's marriage about? Is marriage about happiness? Is marriage about being happy? And, and um, I'm going to say something here. 
and you might disagree with it or you might think it's yeah that that's spot on but this is this is what i'm saying i'm saying marriage is not about being happy okay don't tune off now okay i'm going to get there and i'm going to give my reason why marriage is not about being happy marriage is not about sex okay it's not about sex it's not about that um in fact the primary goal is not any of those things and and here's 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 the reason why this is the reason why marriage is not about happiness marriage is not about um about sex or meeting each other's needs and and this is my reason why is because um as a pastor i've uh, i've seen so many marriages fall apart because and here's some of the things i hear oh, i'm just no longer happy anymore uh or uh, you know we you know and if you're getting married uh, for sex you, you'll get you know sex doesn't make you happy okay so sex does not make you happy those aren't the reason why happiness isn't our primary goal or maybe you're feeling like well you know because as soon as there's less love in your relationship as soon as you feel like there is no happiness in your relationship okay you start to look elsewhere so this is why we get married the reason why we get married is that uh, this is this is the purpose of marriage is that where a husband and wife will become one who can come under God and to begin to pursue God and begin to live under his his reign and when we begin to do that uh, we'll begin to live lives that are blessed and I'm gonna give you I'm gonna unpack that a bit more because you're probably, you're probably sitting there thinking what what do you mean marriage is not about being happy what do you mean marriage isn't isn't about love what do you mean marriage isn't about sex and all that kind of stuff what what just that we can be one let's just get into it just just hear me out a little bit longer so let's examine let's examine the topic um because uh here it is uh some pharisees come up to jesus and they ask him about divorce okay so here it is matthew chapter 19 so uh if you if you're live streaming this um there's a bible app there so just click on the bible and follow with me go to matthew chapter 19 and we're going to be reading from verse 3 to 12 i'm reading from the nlt translation that's the new living translation so there's some, some translations there some of you love the king james i love that um that, that's good I, there's a new king james i love that too i love the niv i love the nlt so anyway let's just move on and this is what it says in verse 3 some some pharisees came and they tried to tra trap him with a question they kept they tried to trap jesus with a question they said should a man be allowed to divorce his wife for just any reasons okay and this is what jesus said in verse 4 haven't you read the scriptures you know this is saying back to so if you don't know what a pharisee is pharisee was like a like a political faction um in the um, jewish um kind of political realm, and they were very uh they're very self-righteous kind of people very queued up with the um, word of god and so um jesus said haven't you read the scriptures jesus replied they record that from the beginning God made them male and female. And he said, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. Now, did you get that? Now, when God, when God created man, he created man in his own image. Now, God is one. Here are Israel, the Lord of God, the Lord of God is one. And as, as uh, Christian believers, we believe that God is, is, is one. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Three in one. This is this is uniqueness of three in one this oneness of god and then when god created man he created us in his image so we became this oneness this this creation this oneness of beings and then what, what happened is that god saw that man was uh was not happy so what what does what does god do he divides the one and now there's two okay so he creates one there's oneness then he creates two 
And I love and I love what happens. And Jesus says this. And what does he say here? This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. So marriage is about oneness again. First, God divides divides man. Now there's man and woman. There are two, and then through marriage brings them back together as one again. That's about oneness. Marriage is about oneness because we are made in God's image. God is three in one. Well, through marriage, we're two in one. We're two in one. We're this whole thing of oneness. And so what happened with the fall, when man, when Adam and Eve sinned against God, all of a sudden it broke the oneness and we became about otherness. All right. Now it's all about otherness. And think about it. When you go shopping, especially during this, um, during, if you've ever been um, to um, did some uh, panic buying out there, you know, there's people fighting over bread, you know, and, it, and they're not thinking about anybody else. They're thinking about themselves. They're thinking about otherness. It's, about, it's not about oneness anymore. And so when, when the story of God, right from the beginning to the end, it's, it's about, the story is about a king, about God as being the king, and the, and the king's story. And it's about restoration of humanity back to oneness again, that we are one again. And this is what marriage is supposed to be. Marriage is supposed to be about oneness. And so, and so this is why marriage is so important. And this is why marriages are, um, are, are always under threat. Because when marriages, when, when there's a divorce in a marriage, it separates the oneness and now it's about otherness again. And and so anyway, we'll get more to divorce as we get into this. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. So let's read back to this. This explains why man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two, but one. Okay, then hell here's the this oneness. This oneness, okay? So God creates man in his own image, he's one. Then he divides, now they become two. They get married, now they're one again, this oneness. So we're two and one, and God is three and one. Okay, let's just move on. Since they are no longer two, but one. So let no one split apart what God has joined together. So marriage, according to Jesus, is meant to be forever. Because it's about oneness. Because, because when, 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 we, when, when this is the purpose of marriage, and it's so much better when, 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 when me and Portal, um, I tell you what, when Portal forgives me, when I've done something wrong, what Portal was doing, she's, she's modeling to me what, what, uh, what forgiveness is about, is modeling to me what God is, is about. And when I forgive Portal, I'm modeling to her. And, and it's about like helping each other. We're not there yet. But when we begin to, to walk together, walk together as oneness, because this is what, it's, what marriage is about. And it's so much better than being happy. Because you know what? There are days when I'm not happy. And if we think marriage is about being happy, well, that's it, I'm not happy. I'm going to go somewhere else. Marriage was never about that, but it's about oneness, growing together, learning to love each other, and uh, and because um, happiness is about happenings. What's happening? Um, and so it's and so God's plan is much much better than than about being happy or anything else like that. So the verse seven, this is the Pharisees. They then say, so so Jesus says, look, marriage is supposed to be forever. So the Pharisees come up. They say to Jesus, then why did Moses say in the law in verse? This is verse seven. Then why did Moses say in the law that a man could not give his wife a written notice of divorce and send her away, they asked. Jesus replied, Moses permitted divorce only as a concession to your hard hearts. Anybody got hard hearts out there? But it was not, but it was not what God had originally intended. And I tell you this, whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery unless his wife has been unfaithful. Now, um, you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, this is, this is really, really hard. Um, in fact, the disciples found this really, really hard. And what Jesus is saying is here. Look, so back in their days, when, when, when a man was no longer happy with his wife, he wrote a letter, okay, I'm divorcing you. 
I'm no longer happy with you. So Jesus said, ah, 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 you can't do that. Because marriage is not about being happy. Marriage is not about where did, where, where did all the love go. Marriage is about oneness and, and, and living under God's reign. And when there's something wrong, when, there, when, there's, when there's no longer oneness, now it's become otherness. Okay, you know what? I, Paul is not loving me anymore. Now I'm talking about otherness because we're, we're no longer one. There's something wrong there. And then I've got to like, okay, what, what do we need to do? What do we need to do to fight for our marriage? And so what Jesus is saying is, if, if, if you're not happy in your marriage, come on, fight for your marriage. Don't just go, I'm going to write a divorce. If you, if you feel there's no love, fight for the love. The, the, the love is always there. You just got to find it again. Don't just send somebody away. We've got to do all that we can. But you're probably sitting back there and saying, well, what happens if you are divorced? What, what happens if, if you are, if you're remarried? Does that mean like, oh no, you know, there's, there's, there's no hope for us? Does that mean that like, oh no, great, I've got the stigma, uh, you know? And if you've, if you've ever, ever been divorced before, if you've ever, if you've ever been um, um, feeling like you've been left alone, have you ever felt the shame, the stigma or shame that comes with that? Maybe you're in a church and you've been divorced and all of a sudden you feel this stigma of shame. And you know, and, and it's like, and maybe it's members of, of your church giving you this, or maybe you feel this on, on your own. Have you ever been there before? And sometimes, when, and a lot of, this is what happens when, when you're being divorced or, or you've got some kind of stigma of shame. We, we feel that God is so disappointed with me and for whatever, whatever reason, uh, we feel that we have to earn back God's love and favor. We feel like we have to earn our way back into God. Um, that, I have, that I have to make Him proud again. Like, God, oh, well, I've divorced, I have to make Him proud again. Look, uh, or maybe you, you feel that, that uh, maybe you feel like uh, uh, that, that Jesus stopped loving you because you've divorced. I just need you to know this, is that, uh, is that, uh, that Jesus has never stopped loving you. Jesus has never stopped covering you. In fact, I want to read from, from you Romans chapter 8, verse 38. So if you've got your, go to the Bible, Romans chapter 8, verse 38. And it says this, I am convinced that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Neither death, nor, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from the love of God. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so when we read when we read this verse, we, we kind of interpret, interpret this verse like, well, nothing can separate us from the love of God but my divorce. Nothing can separate us from the love of God but my addictions. Nothing can separate separate uh, me from the love of God but the 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 um, the fact that I was caught in adultery. Nothing can can separate us from the love of God apart from the abortion that I had, mm. or anything else that that we, that we believe is that is unlovable or unworthy, and. Um, and we carry this, this stigma. We interpret the scripture like that, um, that, well, you know, God says nothing can separate God's love from us but what I've done. And that's not what the Bible says. The Bible doesn't say that. Did you know the Bible does tell us that God is love? Yeah. You know what that means? When the Bible says that God is love, it means that God loves you. He doesn't learn to love you. He is love. He already loved you. Let me tell you something. I love my kids. When they do stuff, honestly, some of my kids have done stuff that, that um, it kind of breaks my heart. But I never stopped loving them. And you know, there are going to be times when you do stuff that will break God's heart. Honestly, I've broken God's heart so many times. So many times I've broken God's heart. But you know what? He never stopped loving me. He never stopped loving you. 
you, you, you know, you might be sitting back there and you might be thinking to yourself, well, what I've done, there's no way God can forgive me. God can forgive you. You've got to come back and repent. Turn away from your sins. Come back to Him. Come under His rule, under His reign. Say, God, forgive me for my sins. And He will forgive you. But le let me tell you something. He never stopped loving you. There's nothing you can do to make God love you. you do you know why? He already loves you. He already loves you. There's nothing you could have done for Him to love you. He already does. He already does. You know what? If, if you've had an abortion, I've used some big words here because I really, really want to say that. If you've had, a, if you've had a, an, an abortion and you might be feeling really, really guilty as a monk um, because, that, you know, but let me tell you something. If you've had kids, if you've got kids now, choose the very best today. You know, you can't change your past, but you can choose the very best today. If, you, if, you, if, you, if you've been divorced and now you're remarried, you can't change your past, but you can choose the very best today today choose the best today make sure that this marriage will be the best marriage ever fight for your marriage if you're remarried fight for your marriage fight for your marriage you can't change your past you can't go back if you could hit the reset button you would you would but you can't you can't you can't stay in a place of shame you can't stay in the place of unforgiveness or uh, or unloved you've got to come back to god god i repent i'll turn away from my sins you know, you, we, we, uh, yes, you've broken God's heart, but you want know God's arms are always wide open. God's arms are always wide open. He's always waiting. You know, my kids have broken my heart many times. I know that I've broken my mom's heart many times. My mom, mom continues to love me. She's like, mom, if you're out there, I know you love me. Thank you, mom. I love you too. Okay. Um, there's something I just wanted to share there. Um, it's never too late for God's grace. And I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from the love of God, not even divorce, not even adultery, nothing, because God already loves you. And if you're divorced or whatever, if you what if you've done something really, really, if you've done something wrong, you know what? You can you have the power today to choose the very best for your life. The, just you know, all you gotta do is turn away from your sins and follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Um, praise God. Uh, here we go. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 19. Let's go to verse 10. Jesus disciples then said to him, If this is the case, it is better not to marry. It is better not to marry. Like they're thinking, what do you mean? We can't just send our wife away when they make us happy. What do you mean? That's too hard. That's too hard. And then Jesus said this, Not everyone can, can accept this statement. Not everyone can. Jesus replied, Only those whom God helps. Some are born as eunuchs. And if you don't know what a, a eunuch is, is a male that um, has certain parts no longer there. Okay, I don't have to go any further than that. Um, some are born as eunuchs. Some have been made eunuchs by others. Okay, so some, like back in those days, if you're serving the king, most often if you're male, you're, you're made a eunuch to keep away from his, from his wives. Okay. And some chose not to marry for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. And let anyone accept this who can. And so the, here's the thing. This is what, what what Jesus is saying, is that is that you know for for many people this is what we kind of believe. We believe that marriage, to be a good Christian, this is our goal. To become a good Christian, to follow God, we have to get married. And when we have to live a Christian life, you know, to follow God, that's not the mission is to get married. That, that's never. In fact, Jesus says this. You know, uh, you, that, that you just follow Jesus, just follow God. Don't even get married. Just follow God. Um, so that's not even the goal. So your goal, if you're, if you're out there, your goal is not to, not to get married, but pursue God. 
You don't have to pursue anybody. Just pursue God, and God will give you the desires of your heart. Okay. Um, when I was thinking about parenting, so um, so for all you parents out there, I've got, I've got a verse I want to read to you. It comes from Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. It says this, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And uh, and many of us use this this verse. We and if you're a believer, this is probably a verse you know very very well. But some of many of us we we kind of we kind of feel um, we kind of feel guilty when we read this verse because because if you've got adult children, how many of us how many of you out there have adult children who've gone astray? They've gone astray. They're no longer following God, or maybe they're uh, maybe if you're not a Christian out there, your child your your child is gone or whatever. And, and then we kind of feel guilty. Oh, I didn't live up to what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Let me tell you something. Your goal is to train them up to sow seeds of love. That's your part. Your part, that's where your part stops. But when they get old, that's not your part. The Bible says, okay, now you've got to make sure that they'll depart from it. Let me tell you something. You cannot transform your, your, your child's heart. You cannot do that. That's God's job. Okay? Because whatever, we think there's, there's this kind of formula for raising kids, right? Good parenting equals equals good kids out. If I do good parents, if I do good parenting, good kids out, right? And we try to do that. and uh, But that's never the case. I know so many people who have been very good parents. And when the kids get older, they kind of go their own way. But that's life. But it's not your responsibility. Don't don't feel so guilty. So I know so many, too, many, um, too many people feel that, they, that they've failed as a parent. Let me tell you something, something, you know, your job is to train them the way to go, but it's God's job to save them. You cannot save your children. You, you know, um, as, as, um, as pastors, you know, uh, you know, you know what our kids are like? Our kids are like every other kid. <laughs> People kind of think like, oh, if you're a pastor's kid, you know, therefore you must know the scriptures really well. You must be calm and polite. We put all these things on our kids, but you know what? Our kids are average kids. It's okay to be average kids because you're kids. Our job is to, is to train them up, teach them, point them towards God, love God. But but you know what? I can never I can never save my kids. I can't transform their hearts. That's God's job. That's God's job, not mine. Um, in fact, there's, there's this myth out there. In fact, we put a lot of pressure. This, we put a lot of pressure ourselves uh, as being perfect kids, right? I mean, per- perfect parents. Um, like you, you look on Facebook, you, you know, you have a look on Facebook and everybody's kids, it seems to be amazing, amazing rugby players, amazing singers or, or whatever. And then you think about your own kid and goes, well, my kid's pretty average. There's, you know what? There's nothing wrong with being, in fact, every kid, is, there's nothing wrong with average. What does average mean? It means like everybody else. In fact, I'm average. We're all average. But what does that mean? We're like everybody else. There's no difference. It's okay. Take the pressure off. Okay. And, and it's kind of, and we kind of feel like they got, they that the God's relying all on us. You know what? I'm, God's not relying on you. I'm relying on God. When it comes to your kids, God's not relying on you. You've got to rely on God. Rely on God. You know, um, I used to pray for my kids. I used to pray for my kids like, yeah, Lord, pray for, and I used to say their names, and uh, I'll just make up the names just because going online. I say, Lord, pray. I pray for my son, Samuel. Pray for my son, Tupare. Pray for my daughter Rayla. Okay, they're my actual kids' names, but anyway, I pray for I pray I pray for them. But you know what? I, what I've realized, I realized that they're, they're God's son, they're, they're God's daughter. So I pray I pray for them like this. Lord, I pray for my sons. I pray for you. I pray for your son Samuel. I pray for your daughter Rayla. 
I pray for your your uh, your son to part because they're God's they're God's children as well. And I, and look, I'm trusting you. You're trusting me. I'm trusting you. I need you. Um, Second Corinthians chapter twelve verse nine says this. But he said to me, "My grace is enough. Uh, my grace is enough for you." Okay. Uh, when you're weak, my power is made perfect in you. So I'm very happy to brag about my weaknesses. Then Christ's power can live in me. So I'll read that again because I've kind of mumbled that. But he said to me, my grace is enough for you. When you're weak, my power is made perfect in you. So I'm happy to brag about my weaknesses. Then Christ's power can live in me. You need to understand something. That that is it's not your grace that's enough, but it's God's grace that's enough. So when it comes to your parenting, it's God's grace that's enough. You know, uh, give yourself a break. Enjoy your parenting. You're going to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We've made plenty of mistakes. I think by the time we got to our sixth, our, our, our seventh child, I think I, I finally sorted it out. Yeah. Okay. No, just kidding. I feel sorry. I apologize to all my six other children out there. But anyway, uh, so we need to take the pressure off. Enjoy parenting. Enjoy parenting. Um, God is God is enough. God is the author and perfecter of your children's faith, not me. I'm not the author and perfecter of my, my, my son's faith, but it's God. He's the author and perfecter of his faith. And so um, this is a device I want to give to, to parents out there. In fact, the greatest thing you can do for your kid, the greatest thing you can do for your wife or your husband is to pray for them. You have to be the number one prayer warrior for your children. Uh, you can't save them. You can't transform their heart, but you can pray for them. You know, um, I've got to be the number one. I've got to be what I can do for my wife. I've got to be the number one prayer warrior for my wife. This is I don't. You know what? This is what changed the way. What has changed my life is my prayer life. I used to pray like this. Lord, I just pray. May, may Portal be more more loving. Maybe may Portal be more forgiving. May Portal not have a headache. Um, but you know, this this is what I pray now. I said, Lord, I pray. May may I love Portal uh, great. What am I trying to say? May I love Portal like more than I ever have before. Lord, may I be a better husband than I than I ever have been before. May I be a better father like I ever been before. You know, uh, we shift the shift the focus off praying for them and pray for yourself. Lord, make me a better husband. Make me a better better. Um, uh, a father, when, when I get in a row with my wife, I go for my prayer time. I'm like, Lord, help me listen to my wife better. Help me understand better, Lord. Help, help me better be a better listener. Uh, sometimes I get it right, sometimes I get it wrong. But you know what? God's always there. He, he hears. And, and, you know, I can't change my wife, but I can change me. And I just give it over to God. Uh, praise God. Uh, before, before, I end, before we end this, I just want to say something about the family the fa- the uh, what's the word I'm trying to look for here? Um, the family order. That's what I'm looking for. This is what the family order should look like. Okay, God at the top, mum and dad in the mor- in the middle, and then um, children down the bottom. Okay, you got it. So we got God at the top, and in the middle is mum and dad. Because this the remember that we're, we're one, not otherness, oneness. Mum and dad, and then children. This is where this is the order. But this is what, what tends to happen when, when the order goes wrong. And when there's when um, you feel there's no love, there's no happiness. We, we, take to, we take it out of order. We go God at the top. Then we'll go mum and kids. Then dad. Or maybe we'll go God at the top. Dad and kids. And then mum down the bottom. 
And then you know what? And then um, and so it's like, oh, you know, I don't need, I don't need them. It's just me and my kid. This is all I need. This is all. It's just me and my kid. This is all I need. Um, in fact, you know, you might see things on social media. It's just you and your kid. And you, you, look, you might look like the super parent or whatever, but that's not the order. The, 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 the kids fit in the family order, but not in the middle, down the bottom. It's got to be God, mum and dad, and, um, and, and children. That's where the order fits. And I just really want to encourage you, uh, everybody out there, um, during this lockdown, I want to encourage you um, to be kind. You, you will hear this in the It's really funny because in the media we're hearing this. But this is exactly what the Bible's been preaching, right? To love God, love people. To be kind. And so what I want you to do is be kind with each other at home. Uh, with your children. Be patient. Be patient with your children. For, you know, and, and, and you've got to be the number one prayer warrior for your kids. Be the number one prayer warrior for uh, your spouse. If you're single out there, um, uh, I hope you've learned some things. Um, and so this is our table talk. Next week we've got um, a, a special guest, and they're going to be sharing the word for that week on Wednesday. And we're going to have somebody else who's coming in. So, um, and so, Puro, would you like to add anything to that? Um, yeah, uh, no, it, that was awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, let me tell you something about this woman she is like the best mum the best wife ever and she's mine okay so that's cool so that's uh i just yeah so i just want to just want to just acknowledge her and to say that um thank you portal for being an amazing wife and for being an amazing uh mum thank you for your patience she's been so patient with me and uh, patient with our kids. So um, that's our table talk. So so that's our table talk. But yeah, no, um, again, just, just a reminder, there is fear around, um, but God is good. He hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind. So keep on praying. Um, we're going to try and keep it as real as possible, as you, you got tonight. Um, like Pastor Anne said, we're going to bring some guests in every now and then, um, do a bit more trivia, and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we're learning. This is all new for us, uh, streaming and doing what we can. This is all new. Trying to, we're, we're trying to get better every week, so be patient with us. We will make mistakes, and we do have kids running around. And uh, anyway, we'll come to you. Well, thank you, Portal. That's it. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week.